Hey guys, before we jump into today's show, we just wanted to give you an opportunity to advertise your business on our podcast. If you're looking to expand your business to a wider range of people, send us an email at highlyundisputed247 at gmail.com to discuss the details. Welcome back to the Highly Speed Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Theory, and I'm here with my co-host, Garrett Davis. And today we are discussing NBA Finals, just a little bit. NBA Draft Stuff, our top fives and our stuff. sleepers. That's just what I have written down. And then we have our AFC predictions for the season of the NFL. And we have no ranking again this week for you guys. It's been very hectic with Garrett and Tamara getting married on Sunday. So... Saturday, sorry. We will see you next week with that one. Uh, before we get started, I just want to throw this out there. We are going to be doing the fantasy pods starting next week, I believe. Yes, sir. Um, I wanted to ask the listeners, uh, if you're into fantasy football, obviously there's questions. You know, you always have stuff that you want to have people debate and get their opinions on. I don't know who doesn't play fantasy football that doesn't ask other people questions about their own team. So if there's like sleepers you're interested in, or do you want a Adam list of Troutman? Adam Troutman. Um, if there's guys that you think you know you want to hear a do not draft list, hit us up with those, um, and we will put those together and just to throw our opinions out there for you guys because you know I want to do fantasy questions that you guys have. I re- I don't want to just sit here and rank stuff every week for them. I want to, you know, if you guys got questions, I want to answer them in to my best opinion. I mean, I'm not the best fantasy player there is, but if you want if you want to find someone that spends there's nobody you can find that spends more time on the waiver wire. Maybe Jerry Schaefer, maybe him. But I do nothing but eat, sleep and breathe fantasy during the season. So, if you want an opinion on something, we would love to do it for you. So, hit us up with those questions starting next week and we'll go from there. So, we're doing Tuesdays and Thursdays, right? Thursdays are going to be fantasy football, Tuesdays is the regular. Yeah, I think so. Does that sound right? I think that sounds I right. I like the tweet. said, yeah. I don't, All right. Because right now, like, this is going to come out on Wednesday. Yeah, so, so ne- next week, our this podcast will be up on Tuesday, and then look forward to a fantasy podcast on Thursday. And we will we'll touch more on that next week on Tuesday as well. But let's get into it. We have, we've had two NBA Finals games since we've last recorded a podcast. So, Andrew, uh, your Finals prediction took a shit. It's done. Yeah, but you got to remember, my, my finals prediction was based on Giannis coming back game three. Which was also my Suns in six prediction as well. Yes, and Giannis I'm really, really wishing that I went with my Bucks in six call. Yeah, that Giannis I, played every single game. What was I, 99% on that, and then I that 1% kicked on for me, and I was like, you know what, I can't do it. Yeah. I'm really, really upset by I'm, that. I'm still confident in the Suns. I am not. I think... I think they can pull. It. I. I don't know. It depends on what, how Chris Paul is. Is Chris Paul injured? I think so, because he it, doesn't look good out there. Game four, it honestly looked like he couldn't dribble the basketball. It, it was really bad. Like, I think he's just hurt. I think he has an issue in his hand. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm pretty sure we're gonna find out he's got torn ligaments in his hand. Um, and they don't have an answer for Giannis. He, he's he's unstoppable. It's just it's ridiculous what Giannis does for his team, and it's 
If Giannis is on the floor, you, you already have the better odds of winning the game. Yeah, and I mean, when your second and third best players step up, it's just you're unbeatable at that yeah, point. Yeah, like Drew Holiday finally had a good game. Game five, he finally showed up. And it's like they needed him too because you're on the road in Phoenix. And yeah, I think it's 78% of the time the team that wins game five wins a series when it's 2-2. So, and I'm just going to say it, the, the block in game four, the Giannis block in game four, and then the alley-oop at the end of game five, there's no one else in the history of basketball, I think, that can make those plays. And listen, if you guys, if there's people out there that want to say LeBron can do that or Michael could have done that, listen, no, they can't. The, those are two of the most, maybe Bill Russell, like maybe, and I don't even think he could have done those things. That alley-oop was incredible. Giannis was trailing the play by a good 20 feet, and he outran every single person on the floor. It was incredible. And the block, like, there's no human being on the planet that can make that block. That's that's one of the five greatest defensive plays I've ever seen in my life. Easily. Yeah. I I didn't even, I didn't watch the game at all. I got the notification the next morning. I saw the notification that it was an amazing block, and I was just like, all right, it's probably just, they're hyping him up a little bit too much. I didn't even click on it. I didn't see any highlights of it. And then I was in the car, and Garrett sent it to me. Or he told me to look it up or something like that. And yeah, it's, it was incredible. It was it was one of those things where it's almost impo- it's almost an impossible play. You would never think anybody could ever do it. And lo and behold, Giannis basically levitates to where the ball is going on an alley oop and yeah, it was it's just it's ridiculous the impact Giannis has on the game and how fast he can take over. I just I don't I don't understand how that's humanly possible. Yeah, I mean to be defending a pick and roll and then to get off the pick and roll coverage and then block an alley-oop. It's not like Aiton caught it, went to the floor and then went back up. Like he caught it in the air above the rim. There's there's no time to make that block. Like it's incredible. Um I mean game 4 was I think that's one of the best start to finish games Milwaukee's had all year. I thought I thought they were just dominant. Um, game five, I'm looking at the box score right now. Now, I had to rewatch game five. I didn't catch it. I was busy that night. Um, we were watching UFC fights, too, I think. Well, you got married. Yeah, but we, we were done so... by then. Listen, it was sports time at that point because yeah. we watched the fights. Well, the game, the game literally just ended as we got back, and we just said, screw it. Yeah. But rather than watching the highlights, let's Cause, go watch UFC. Because I watched the first half. And Islam Makachev is that guy. <laughs> is that guy 100%. Um, but let me read off a, st- a statistic for you. Take a guess at how many free throws the Phoenix Suns attempted on their home floor in game five. Three. Okay, more than that. But, wow, that's a six. Nope, uh, 11. Okay. 11 free throws on your home floor. I thought it was going to be some shocking. Take sad. a guess how many players on the Phoenix Suns attempted a free throw. Two. Yep, two. DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker. Okay, I don't want to do the Chris Paul is a choker thing. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going there. If you want to go there, go there. I'm not doing that. But you can't not take a free throw. You got, you got to get a foul call. You got to go to the free throw line. There's I mean, no way when you're at home you can get zero free throw attempts yeah, on Chris Paul. And they only lost by four. 
Like, why, why, why are the Suns not doing what they've done all playoffs? It's, all right, well, we're just going to draw fouls. We well, they're, call your game. You know what? Phoenix is really good at playing with a lead, and, like, Milwaukee's not. Milwaukee's not a good team that plays with the lead because they don't have the best shooting, and they're not a good free-throw shooting team. And you have to be able to make threes, and you have to be able to shoot free-throws when you have a lead. And, you know, like, Giannis doesn't make all of his free-throws. He's 50%, basically, which is fine. And I'll tell you what, he's not afraid to go to the line and take them. Like, he's just not. And he will go to the line, and he'll miss free throws. What did he have? He had 11 free throws. Giannis had the same amount of free throws as the entire Phoenix Suns team, and he made four of them. But, like, if you're Phoenix, you you just have to get to the free throw line. You have to. Two more attempts and, you know, two more fouls, and you're tied. Yeah. I just, I... I don't know. The Suns don't look like the Suns, and I don't. I don't know if it's Chris Paul potentially being hurt. I don't know if it's just they 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 just ran out of steam. They used it all in Game One and Two, and and every other series that they've played this playoffs, or if the Bucks just finally got their shit together and said, you know, we're gonna play basketball like we know how to play basketball. Because, I mean, what? Drew Holiday had 29 and Middleton had 24 or the other way around on top of Giannis's 30-something. Uh, Drew had 27 and Middleton had 24, I believe. Middleton it, even so, had I mean, 29. Oh, no, Middleton had 29 and Holiday had 27. Yeah. Yeah, and then Giannis had 32. And then you got 14 out of Connaughton and 9 out of Portis, which was big. Yeah, you know. so I mean, the, the big three that, that Milwaukee has has finally stepped up and average 30 points in themselves for all three of them. Yeah, I mean, well, look, you, you know you're going to get two games out of Middleton. He's always going to have two weird games in the series. And what a big game to do it in. Yeah, game like five to do it Phoenix. in game, game five is big because now you're going back home. You know, now you're going to get it in game five because the rest of your guys are going to stop or in game six. I Look, do I think Phoenix can still win the series? Yeah, I do. But the honestly, I think I, they're I think, playing Jay Crowder too much. Well, and I mean, this is it, whoever wins Game Six wins it all. I obviously, if the Bucks win it, it's over anyway. But I think if the Suns can win Game Six and they say we're going to pull you to Game Seven in Phoenix, I don't think there's any way that they're going to lose that game. I don't think that that the the Suns are going to allow themselves to choke that bad and lose a Game Seven in Phoenix. There's no way. I I would take Milwaukee in a Game Seven. I would trust them to win a Game Seven on the road. They've been pretty good. I would say, look, I think the biggest thing is, is Crowder. I'm not saying that Crowder's like the problem and there's really nowhere for them to go because they're playing eight guys and it's really only seven. You've got Torrey Craig, Cam Johnson and campaign off the bench. I feel like they have like this trust factor with Crowder, but when I watch him play like there's, yeah, he's physical and he's aggressive, but I don't feel like he does anything like he doesn't get a a big offensive rebound. He doesn't crash the boards. He's really he can't guard Giannis at all. Like he's been really bad against Giannis. At least with campaign and or not campaign, uh Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges like they have length. You know, which that's the only thing that bothers him. Crowder's only like 6-5. He's not big enough to guard Giannis. He's he yeah, he's strong enough but he's not big enough and that doesn't bother Giannis. You can be as strong as you want. If you're not 6'9", minimum, you're not bothering him. So that that's where I'm at. I mean, I, I think Milwaukee's going to win it. 
I just don't have any faith left in Phoenix that they can close it out. Well, like the problem is, is like I said before, like the Bucks, the Bucks big three pulled up and said, "All right, well, we're just gonna beat you to death." Whereas Devin Booker really only showed up for the Suns. He and dropped, you know what? He dropped I, forty. I honestly think Milwaukee is basically saying, "All right, Booker, you can have whatever you want. Yeah. Nobody else has beaten us." Which, you know what? That works. We've yeah. seen it before. That works. Like. I mean, the big three in Milwaukee had 88, and the big three in, in Phoenix had 81 combined. You want one more crazy stat? What's up? Take a guess what Giannis's plus-minus was. They won the game. Take a guess what his plus-minus was. I don't know. It was a minus seven. Holy shit. So you lost, if you're Phoenix, you lost the game. Giannis was a minus seven, and you lost. He, if he's a minus, you should win the game. There's no reason that he... That means that you got killed by everybody else because other than P.J. Tucker and Jeff Teague, everyone else on the Bucks was a plus. And Tucker, I think, is just awful in this series. I think he's... I've said it already. I don't think he has anybody to guard. But... And Teague is terrible. Jesus, Jeff Teague is just awful. But... Like, he got a minus seven, and you couldn't pull that off. He couldn't pull it off? That's that's inexcusable. Oh, I 100% agree. I and I don't I don't know. I, I want to know what it's coming down to for the Suns. Like, because it's easy to blame it on a choke job by Chris Paul. No, I'm not, I'm not going to go easy, there. It's easy to blame it on a, 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 lo- a lack of, you just lost steam. But I want to know what it actually is. Do they just not have the motivation? No, I just I don't think they have the roster. I I think that not having a guy to back up Aiton is like how do you fuck that up? How do you honest to god not have a guy to back up your center? You play a 7 foot 2 guy and you have nobody on your roster that can back him up. How is that possible? They didn't get a single buyout guy at the trade deadline. They didn't trade for anybody or the buyout deadline. They didn't trade for anybody. The kid they drafted Jalen Smith out of Maryland last year he was the 14th pick in the draft. He can't even, or the 13th pick in the draft. He can't even get on the fucking floor. How is that possible? Like, I'm all good with James Jones winning um, executive of the year, but you not having a guy to back up your third best player who's really important to you, that is so bad. That's bad. actually stepped up and helped you get yeah. to where you are right now. Like, you took Jalen Smith and he can't play. He can't even get on the floor. He's had a DMP in every single playoff game except two. That's terrible. That yeah. that's such a miss. Like it's just it it's inexcusable. Like Frank Kaminsky, that's your guy. That's who you went with as your backup. Really? What does he bring to the floor? Like, um, I call it what it's the three R's. Rebound, roll, and um, I forget what the third one is, but it's like rebound, roll, and there's one other one. And it's basically those are the three things that bigs have to be able to do. Oh, and read it. So, like, be able to read the defense. Those are the three things that bigs need to be able to do, and you, your backup is a guy that can't do any one of those three things. That's, yeah. There's no reason for that. And Milwaukee's basically figured it out. We're just going to go massive, attack eight in the whole fucking game, and he can't stay on the floor. It's, it's such... It's so inexcusable on their part to not have a backup for him, and that's honestly what's killed them in the series. Yeah. I don't – it's just – it's so tough. 
and I'm upset. I wanted I want the Suns to win so badly. But I also think it's so deserved that Giannis gets this ring. Oh, absolutely. That's why like I've seen a bunch of people that are upset with how this series is going, right? It's like how you, you get a guy that deserves a ring no matter no matter what. You get a guy that deserves a ring. And it's been a good series thus far. If you're upset with this series, you just don't like basketball. If you're upset with this series, you're upset that LeBron or Kevin Durant isn't in the finals. Got one last question before you before we move on. Okay. Is the Milwaukee Bucks winning the finals the best possible thing that could have happened to the NBA this season? And if you're not sure where I'm going with that, I'll go there. I don't know. Okay. So you didn't get the chalk finals that a lot of people didn't want to see. All right. You didn't get the Lakers Nets thing where the Nets and the Lakers both manufactured their teams inorganically. Okay. Giannis, a super duper star, stayed. He signed the extension and stayed in his hometown. He's homegrown. He loves his city. Milwaukee, the city of, you know, formerly Kareem Abdul-Jabbar hasn't won a title in over 50 years, is going to potentially win a title. You have Phoenix, also a feel-good story because they've been terrible for the last 10 years getting to the finals, and you have Chris Paul there. Like, Milwaukee winning the finals shows superstars can stay and still win. There are There is loyalty out there. Well, yeah, I guess when you put it that like, way, yeah. Name a team for me that morally for the NBA would have been better off winning the title. I don't think there is one. And, like, Giannis, Kevin Durant's foot being on the line in Game 7, one of the best things that could have possibly happened to the NBA. Yeah. Because now you Giannis has ascended now. It's, it's real now. Like, you have a top 20 all-time guy easily. It... it He's there. Now. There's no way you can't have him there. He's 26 years old. And he's already like a top 20 all-time player. And if you want to at me on that one, we can, we can do that. Like, find me a 26-year-old that's had more success than this guy. All-time. It, it's not even close. Yeah, It's I'm not, not even close. He's, he's a god. There's three athletes ever in the NBA that can do what he does. Maybe. Like, maybe there's three athletes ever. So, I think Milwaukee winning the title is one of the best things that could have possibly happened for the NBA. You're getting a finals that people, if you're not watching the finals, like, grow up. Everyone should be excited by this finals. It's been great. It's been a really great series, a good chess match. And you're going to have a team win it that's homegrown, other than Drew Holiday. But they made a trade for him. Like, it's not like he signed there and built a super team. They traded for him. Yeah. All right, um, let's keep it on the track of, of basketball talk. You had mentioned to me earlier, because the draft is next week, let's do our top five rankings just for now, and then I think probably next week we'll get more in-depth with it, I assume. And then there's one other thing that I don't remember what you mentioned, but let's start off with just both of our top fives. And, yeah. I mean, this is probably going to be, like, more like this is probably very simple. So if you want, we can go top ten. No, let's just do five. Okay. I I only want to do the five. Look, I think the the second five we can do next week. I think this is really like a twelve to fifteen player draft, and then after that, like you're not really sure what the order is going to be. Um, so give me your. I mean, just give me your five. 
Or give me your one, and we'll go from there. I mean, number one is Cade Cunningham. It, it, there, I don't think there's, I don't think there's really an, a, a better option. Than so him. you've been on him for a while. What do you like most about him? I mean, he just looks like a a, a guy that I would want on my team. I mean, and as you said to me last week, there wasn't a single GM in the league that said they wouldn't take Cade Cunningham with the number one overall pick. He just looks like the guy that would make my put my team on the map if I'm not on the map right now. And that's what I love about him. And I think he very well could bust. Very well could. But I, I don't know. I haven't looked back at all of his highlights yet. I'll, I will do a lot more of that in the coming week. But he's flashy. He, he, he just looks like a basketball player from what I've seen over the past year. So what I like about Cade, and he's also my number one, um, he's not – I'm not consensus on him, but I would take him number one. Like I just – I wouldn't – I think there's the lowest amount of risk with him. Um, what I do like about him is he never looks like he's in a rush. Like he's never rushed on the floor. Something that does concern me with him, though, is he does turn the ball over a lot. He had more turnovers than assists last year. I don't like that, and everybody's calling him this point god kind of thing. Not a big fan of that. Um, he doesn't take any easy shots either. That's the other thing that bothers me with him. Everything seems to come difficult, and a lot of comps I've seen, like O.J. Mayo, that's a scary one for me. Like If I'm drafting O.J. Mayo, I, I don't want to draft that player. But another comp I got was Jason Tatum. He makes a lot of tough shots. He's got to expand his range a little bit and get a little bit stronger. That, those are all the same things that were said about Jason Tatum coming out. And obviously, his ball his ball skills are a little better than Tatum's was, but Tatum had a better handle. I, you know, His handle's good. It, it, it needs to improve. Um, but if I'm Detroit, I'm, I'm taking Cade. I, I wouldn't change that at all. Um, it just seems like the safest pick to me. I, I don't think that he's going to bust. And, like, if you tell me in seven years, if you ask me, Hey, who made the most all-star teams out of anybody in this draft? Like, and you tell me Cade makes five, I'm not gonna be shocked by that. Like he, he should be like a five to ten time all-star in his career. He just should be. He he, he looks the part, he has the part. That's where he should be. Yeah. All right, who is your number two? All right, I've gone back and forth on this a lot. Um and I'm gonna lock in Mobley at two. And I know you're not a Mobley guy. The more I've watched of him and the more I've watched Aiton in this series, the more I realize, like, Evan Mobley could be the best player in this draft. Like, I think his ceiling is higher than Cade's is, and I think his floor is a step below Cade's. See, I'm not so negative on Mobley, but I just don't like the idea of taking a center in the top five. And I know everybody's going to say, well, what about DeAndre Ayton? He was a surefire number one pick, and now look at him. Well, is Evan Mobley going to be DeAndre Ayton? I think he's going to be better. I don't know. I also think it depends on where he goes. I don't. I, I think if he goes number two to the Rockets, I don't think it's really going to help him much. I'm telling you right now, if the Rockets pass on Mobley and their reasoning is, well, we already have Christian Wood, fire their GM. That is not a reason to pass on this guy. I think the best spot for Evan Mobley 
is probably the Cavs. Oh no, no, no! They have definitely young, not. They have such a young team, though. Yeah, but and you, they, their wings are so bad. Like I, it's either the Cavs or it's the Raptors. Yeah, it would be the Raptors. Definitely the Raptors. He would fit well in Nurse's system, but I, he needs to go too. He at minimum he should go too, and Detroit should think long and hard about him at one. I listen, his ability to defend on the perimeter, he's gonna be able to guard threes in the league. Like easily guard threes. And he's gonna make like thirty eight percent of his three pointers too. I mean, I'm hoping he's well like he does well because like he's a USC guy. So I like I wanna see him do well, but I, I just it's it's just something about him that I'm like, Oh, it's a center in the top five and he could pull an eight and say, Well, I'm gonna prove you wrong and I'm gonna be in the finals in three years. But I just if he's on the Rockets, he's not gonna be on the finals <laughs> in three years. I just, They're gonna be a shit show in three years. I just don't. Well, I mean, look at look at the Suns. Look at the Suns drafted Aiton, number one overall, and now look at them. They're in the finals. Yeah, I I mean that you know that has to do a lot with having Devin Booker too. Well, I but understand that. Hey, but. Kevin Porter, Kevin <laughs> Porter, and Evan Mobley could that be the next D book D Aiton? But is that possible? Like, I'm not so like he's a top five. He's my number four. Uh, I, but I'm just, it's still one of those things where it's like it's a center in the top five. I just feel a little, a little sick about it. I don't like it 100. percent But my number two. So wait a minute. So is it just because he's a center? Is that really it? I've also the things that he he looks lackadaisical. On from the the highlights I've seen in college, he doesn't look like he's got the most passion for the game, and that he really wants to be out on the floor. See, with any other position, I agree with that. But imagine being seven feet tall, okay, and all game long, all that happens is people are just slamming into your legs the whole game. Would you ever feel like you actually want to play basketball? <laughs> no. So, like, when, when we that gets brought up with centers, like, Aiton is kind of an outlier because you watch Aiton play and you're like, this guy loves basketball. He plays so freaking hard. So, I'm not comparing Mobley to Aiton because I think his comp is actually Chris Bosh. I think at worst he's Chris Bosh. But I also think there's some Kevin That's Garnett some in there. High hopes. Bob. No, I'm, I'm telling you, listen. His, he's going to be able to defend threes. Uh, maybe not like the smaller threes that are quicker. You're talking like a Jason Tatum? I think he could guard KD. Do you think he could guard Tatum? Probably, because Tatum, uh, Tatum's not quick. You know, he, he has quickness, but he's not like one of those quick slashing threes. You know, I don't think he, he he's going to be able to guard Giannis. He's, he's going to be able to do it, I'm telling you. His, I watch him play, and I'm like, this kid just doesn't make mistakes. He's always making the right play. Like, when your center can do that, when he can pass, when he can move his feet, set screens, roll. It's like that thing I said with the three R's. Can you read? Or, I'm sorry, it's react. It's react, rebound, and roll. When you can do those three things, and that's what he can do, like, that's big time. And he shoots. He's going to shoot, like, 38% from three. Well, he shot 30% all throughout college. Yeah, and he's got a handle. He can actually handle the ball. Like, he's not Kevin Durant, but, like, there's a Kevin Durant, KG, Chris Bosh, somewhere kind of mutation with him, and that's what I see when I watch him. Yeah. So, who do you have at two? 
I have Jalen Green. Okay, you have Green. All right. So why do you like Green? I think he's the most NBA ready. You think he's the most okay? Easily the I, most. I NBA think that's ready. a good good reason to like him. I I don't I don't think if there's a guy not named Cade Cunningham that I'm looking at for the number one pick, it's Jalen Green. I mean, I'm gonna take the production that you had in in the G League, and I'm gonna say, okay, well, you you have the best chances of of making it in the NBA because you've played against NBA level guys. I mean, and say what you want about the G League, but I the G League is a lot harder than the NCAA. Anybody that Jalen Green played against last year is ten times better than anybody that these college kids played against last yeah. year. The the G League, like he was on a team with Jarrett Jack. Like Jarrett Jack's a baller. He can yeah. play. Like, like yeah. even outside of the games, the practices that you're getting oh, in the yeah, G League absolutely. are so much better than the absolutely, NCAA. absolutely. So I mean, if I'm the Rockets, I mean, I the, the Rockets understand that the Pistons are taking Cade Cunningham, but I'm still gonna be crossing my fingers and hoping to die that Jalen Green is is there at number two. If I'm Cleveland, I want Green so bad. Because here's the thing. I yeah, think Cleveland... why? Because they have Garland no, no, no. and so, they have Sexton. Let me get there. I think they have to trade Sexton. I don't think Sexton and Garland fit because Sexton is so on ball that it doesn't make sense. Green can play on or off ball, and so can Garland. They can split on ball duties. Sexton has to have the ball. He's not... He has no off ball abilities. Yeah. So if I'm Cleveland, I took a Coro last year. I have Jared Allen. Jalen Green is 6'6". He can play the wings. He can play the guard spot. I'm shooting for Jalen Green. That's who I'm praying is there at three. Yeah. Because but I, they I mean, don't I think want... The Rockets would, or the Cavs would be ecstatic if, if Mobley's there. I, I think they well. would too, but I think that Green's the one they really want. The, the thing I like the most about Green, and he's my number three, um... Like, I, I look at the guys at the top, and I think all of them have more skills than him. But I think that the one thing that he does well is the best of all of the top guys. Like, his ability to score is better than anything that Cade does. It's better than anything that Mobley does. But his other five tools aren't quite as good as their five tools. Yeah. You know, he might be a one-tool guy, but that one tool is really freaking good. Yes. He can put the ball in the basket. Yeah. Like he reminds me of Anthony Edwards from last year, but I think his basketball IQ is just leaps and bounds ahead of Edwards. Like he understands what a, how to run a pick and roll. Like he understands how to reject a screen, how you can't just out physical guys at the next level. Like that's just not going to work. Yeah. Like, he understands that. I I really liked watching his highlight in his his in-game tapes. Like I was like, "Okay, this kid, I can see being a 10. Like, when I watch these guys, I'm like, all right, can I see this guy being an all-star in five years? Can I see that? And I watch him, and I'm like, that's an all-star. Like, that's an all-star. It yeah. just, he just is. He has a little bit of, like, he's more athletic than Devin Booker, but, like, he's got some Devin Booker kind of shot-making ability. Like, really liked watching him. Yeah. So your number three was Green? Yeah, Green's my number three. Okay. My number three is Jalen Suggs. Okay, so he's my... He's my five? Yeah, he's my five. Okay. I I don't think that he's the guy that the Raptors need or want. I've heard Scotty Barnes is kind of the guy that the Raptors are into, and we'll talk about him in a little bit. I, I'm sure about that. But I like him more than I like Mobley, Scotty Barnes, and all these guys 
because his ceiling might not be that high, but dude, he's so tough. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. so tough. And he's versatile. And I think that's that's a kind of a guy that all of these teams need, maybe outside of the Cavs because they have like if they don't trade Sexton, they don't really need Yeah, I think him to Yeah, I think forward. Cleveland's the only team he doesn't fit with. So and I mean, you saw it with on Gonzaga in the tournament. Uh, he's just such... He's the guy. I, on Gonzaga, he was the guy. On a really good Gonzaga team. On a very team. good Gonzaga team. So, and I liked the hustle that he had on every single play. You never saw him slacking no matter what. And look, if if, if that's the guy I get, if, if number three comes along and that's the guy that I get, I am extremely happy about that. I'd, I'd be through the roof. Suggs, to me, is like... He's like the guy when you go to the Y and you're picking teams and like you want to stay on the court for a while. Suggs is like the guy that you pick that you know is not going to not win to stay on the court. Like you're just going to keep winning with that dude because yeah. he's going to be like, give me any guy, any five guys in here or any four other guys in here and we're just going to run this for like two hours. Yeah, and it might be the Y too and everybody else is going to be slacking and this guy is running full yeah, steam like up the he's, court. Yeah, he's going to be beating everybody down the court on defense, slapping the floor, like yes. going hardcore for you know the whole 21 points. Like he, that's When I watch him, I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm at the Y, I'm picking that dude first. He's not the biggest. He's not the strongest. He's not the best shooter. And you're going to get shit for that pick, too. Oh, yeah. You're going to get yeah. shit. Everyone's you are. Be like, oh, well, that's bullshit. Like, that he's not even close to being the best. He might be the fourth best guy here. I don't yeah. care. I, like, he's not the tallest. He's not the biggest. He's not the fastest. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's 6'4". No, like, you know, but I watch him play, and I'm like, all right, he understands the game. He's not the best shot maker. You know who he really reminds me of? And it's funny that Toronto might take him. Is He reminds me of, like, a Fred Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry. Yeah. That's really, like... I watch him like, yeah, he's going to understand how to get fouled at the next level. Like He's going to understand how, that, hey, I can take 12 free throws a game probably. Yeah. And I'm going to make 10 of them, and there's 10 points right there. I'm going to be a good enough three-point shooter that I'm going to make 39% probably, and I'm going to be a 20-point-per-game, seven-assist guy for my career. Yeah. I, I honestly see that with him. I think I have, I think, highest ceiling in the draft other than – Cunningham and Mobley for me. I think highest potential ceiling. Right, no, I'm sorry, highest floor. Highest floor, okay. not ceiling. I think his ceiling is low. Yes. But I think his floor is just... He, I, I think his floor is honestly... I think he's going to be a boomer bust guy. I don't even think there's a bust with him. I really don't. I don't think there's a bust factor. Do so you think he's one of these guys... He's like a... Lou Will? He no. He can always be a six man? No, I feel like Fred Van Vliet is, yeah. is the comp for him. I, maybe he... He's a mix of Van Vliet and Lowry, but I feel like his minimum is Van Vliet. Hmm. I think that's his minimum. I just I watch him. I'm like, that dude's gonna have a 12 year career. Like he's just gonna be good for 12 years. Yeah, uh, you know, like he's like a campaign, but he's way better than campaign to me. Yeah, that's that's what I see with him. Um, give me your five. Because um, I feel like this is the one you've been going back and forth on. This one for me is easy. Scotty Barnes. All right, good. We got the same top five, and we got Scotty Barnes, my favorite player in this draft. I, okay, you go ahead and explain it then, because okay. I've I've only just started looking at his highlights a lot more, so I can't tell you like what I really, really love about him. And you've been talking about him for like the past it's, month or so. It's not the highlights for me. Okay. It's the... 
what can this guy actually be? Because he's so freaking raw. He is so raw. And I'm watching him. All I can think of is the 2013 draft. And all I can think of is how I, how I saw those highlights of Giannis Antetokounmpo in Greece. And it was like, I don't know, 6'9", he's 18. You know, he's got a little bit of skills. He's super raw, but freak athlete. He's just 7'2 wingspan. Yeah, 7'2 wingspan. Like, I'm looking at this kid and I'm like, if he grows two inches and he puts on 25 to 30 pounds, my God, he can handle. He's got, he, he's like way ahead of where Giannis was. Like, Giannis was still like, okay, dribble with left hand, jab step left. Like, he was still like, you saw him processing what he was trying to do on the court. This kid's like, okay, I'm, I got a screen here. I got to go left crossover dribble come like he sees it and he's just got to put it together i'm like oh my god grow two inches put on 25 pounds 30 pounds my god we're, we're look i honestly look at him and i'm like Giannis 2.0 that's really where i'm at with him see it's it's unfortunate a little bit that the thunder have the sixth pick oh yeah you guys aren't getting but him. i'm hoping that he's not there at six because you think he's too much of a project yes and I don't think that's what the Thunder need right now. See, so if I'm, I'm the Thunder... You, I'm telling you, when we get the draft night next week, and come pick six, if Scotty Barnes is on the board... You don't want him? And we take Scotty Barnes, I'm going to be a little upset. I, I'm going to console upset. you. I'm going to pat you on the back <laughs> and say, it's going to be okay, because I think you just got Giannis 2.0. I just think he's... He's a project, and it's that's okay. Like we're, we're, okay, okay. And I, I, I would take Scotty Barnes over Poku. Like let me put that. <laughs> hey, out listen, there Poku right is going to be in summer league. <laughs> like, can you imagine Poku and Scotty Barnes in summer league? I see a little bit of Markel Fultz when I see the shooting issues, and I don't like that. I okay, I agree with you on that. I don't like that at all. So. I think he shot 24% from three this year. 27 and a half. 27 and a half. Okay, I'm glad you had that up. If he made 35% of his threes, he'd be the number one player in this draft. Yeah. It, he would be the yeah. number one player in this draft. I, and you know I'm right on that. Yeah. Like, So he's got to make one more three <laughs> out of his attempts, and he's, he's the number one player in this draft. Like, That's where we're at with him. Yeah. Like, His defense... It's, I mean, he's so freakish. It's ridiculous what he's going to be. He's going to be able to guard one through five. Like, one through five, he's going to be able to guard him. No problem. Yeah. You have seven, two weeks, man. I hope so. <laughs> like, listen, I'm feeling like Orlando's not going to take him. And I know that Toronto's talked about him. If Cleveland doesn't take Jalen Green, Cleveland's pick should be Scotty Barnes. And they shouldn't even hesitate on it. And I'll tell you what, if if <laughs> if Scotty Barnes or goes to Cleveland at three, they're they're LeBron James all over again. <laughs> uh, it's it's genius on their part. They're they're gonna just have it happen again. I'm telling you. Come on. This man. kid's gonna develop in two years and he's gonna be a all pro. You're nuts. I'm not. I'm I'm telling you what I'm seeing with him. It's he's really special. Okay. Whatever you say, I'm bud. Listen, if Oklahoma City gets him at six, you should honestly throw a party, like get naked in the street and throw a party. I'm ser- You're still three years away from being three years away. So <laughs> like, what are you worried about if he's a project? Are you kidding me? You got the biggest project on the planet. You got Poku. Yeah, I guess you're right. 
So, is there really a sleeper in this draft that you're loving? Because my sleeper really isn't a sleeper anymore. I have two. I got two sleepers. Okay. Give one of yours first. All right. I'm going to give you the boring one, and it's Josh Giddy, the point guard out of Australia. Okay. Six foot eight. Um, reminds me of a Ricky Rubio with a shot. I, he's crafty. He's, you know, he's got that European, not Europe. I mean, he's obviously not from Europe, but he's got the European like craftiness to his game. Yeah. I really like that. He's got a little Luca in him where he's kind of got the swag. I'm not saying he's Luca, but he's somewhere between Rubio and Luca. He's somewhere in there. I really like him. The other one. Hang on. Okay. So. I'll give one of mine first. Okay. Well, so the one that was mine was Book Knight, but he's risen so much that he's not really a sleeper anymore. Yeah, he's probably a top ten. He's pick projected. Now. He's projected eight right now in every mock that I've. So seen. if you're a city fan, if FoKC takes him a six, you're like good with that. I'd be okay with that because I think that's high for him. I think it's a little bit of a reach, but I'd be okay with that reach because I think there's a couple other guys that would be better for them. But I also, boy, if he was there at sixteen for them. Him next to SGA at 16, and then another pick on top of that. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I don't, I'm not a Kaminga guy, but, you know, the Kai Jones or uh, the other Jones kid there. Um, uh, why no am idea. I missing his name? Keon Johnson, not Kai Jones. Oh, okay. Keon Johnson or Moses Moody. One of those two at OKC and then Book Knight at, like, 16. That's, like, dream scenario for Oklahoma City, I think. See, the guy I'm looking at at 16 – and this is my sleeper is Chris Duarte. Okay, I'm. I, you know, I haven't watched a ton of him yet, but I've liked what I've seen. Um, the only downfall is that he's a he's twenty four. Yeah, years that's old. that's always scary. You I know, mean, in high in college, he averaged seventeen four or seventeen five three, and he shot forty two and a half from the three. You know what, though? Um, Oregon is always a good program, and most of their guys stay four years anyways. And, I mean, look, Dylan Brooks, four-year senior. He's a pretty good you know, he's a pretty good NBA player. Peyton Pritchard, really good for Boston last year. Yeah. You know, like, sometimes it's okay to take a senior because you – like, the Obi Toppin pick was stupid to me because what's a 22-year-old that's just really athletic ever going to do better in the NBA? Yeah. But when you're taking a 22 20- three 24 year old in the late end of the first round and you know he's just always going to be a role player I think that's a good pick yeah I mean he kind of fits right now what we have going on he's not a huge defensive guy and but that's kind of what we have right now we don't really have getting rid of Al Horford we don't really have a, a lockdown defense and Moses Brown yeah we're looking more as like we're gonna try to shoot you to death and and I mean if you if you're looking for that guy to add a piece to that puzzle, I mean what better to take a guy that shot forty three from the three in, in college? Like Yeah, see yeah, that that's why I think the Scotty Barnes pick is what you guys should be hoping for because the length, the athleticism, the defensive ability, the ability to play in the paint, yeah. like that would really especially if Poku's like a thing for you guys, you're gonna want a guy that's big and physical yeah. down there. And I mean, despite being twenty four years old, he's not a win now guy. He's a guy where you can put in three years, he's still twenty seven and hope to be I mean, I'm not gonna say He's he's got some Pascal Siakam to him. Yeah. Not they're not the same skill, but like he's gonna be good for a while and like Siakam came in late but he was really good early he's he's a guy where if we keep Kemba 
he's an instant. I'm co- he's coming off the bench, like six or seven, right away. Yeah, I agree. Because I mean, we'd run, we'd have SGA and Kemba at the one and the two. I mean, the rest of our roster is a little shaky right now with who we're gonna start and who's not. But I mean, he's a, or you could even put him in at the three. I mean, like he's not defensive, which is a, n- a non-defensive small forward is kind of going to hurt you a little bit but hey if we're still going on this we're going to tank a little bit kind of kind of scheme why not take a risk on a 24 year old so my other one my other sleeper and this guy honestly should be a top 10 pick I think Alpernan Sangoon out of Turkey all right he's six foot nine he's a center he's 18 years old he was the MVP of the Turkish league now, I know the Turkish League is not the NBA. The Turkish League is very, very good. It is a top five league in the world. To be 18 years old and to win the MVP of that league is incredible. And he as is, a center. Yes. He is the best analytical player in the draft. His efficiency, his ability to make shots, his ability to post up, have a post. He's got Kevin McHale-like footwork. Defensively, he's rough. He's got some Jokic to him, though. I, it, if someone takes him 10th to 12th, all in. Be careful throwing around these big-name words, big guy. You're throwing out a LeBron James 2.0. You're throwing out some Giannis. This draft, Jokic. listen, there's a lot of upside in this draft. You've gone from there's it's really only a five-man draft to these outside of the five are, are some really big-name guys. Yeah, listen, well, who have I said that's outside of the five that's incredible? I mean, you said Scotty Barnes. I mean, he's five. He's five for me. But LeBron. And then this guy, you just said Jokic. Listen, he has thrown out a Okay, but, like, he has really bad. He has big issues on defense. But his offensive ability is is Jokic-like. He doesn't have. Yeah, the, the, the passing's not there yet. But he's got paint skills. He can shoot. Analytically, he's a he's the best player in the draft. It's not even close. He would lap the field analytically. Okay. I it's it, it's two it's two foreign guys for me that I think are going to be really good. I think Josh Giddy's going to be something. I, I think some team is going to get him in the 16 to 25 range. Like if the Clippers get him at 25, Josh Giddy, that would be massive. If Houston can get him at like 23, that would be big for them. I think Houston would really like him. Yeah. I have a Quick question for you before we move on to the NFL stuff. I had a couple pick or trades also I wanted okay. to throw at you quick. Um you've talked a lot about the tall, big defensive guys. Like you you're a big fan of Evan Mobley. Have you looked at Usman Garuba at all out of Spain? Just a little bit. I haven't picked he's hard to find on YouTube. I haven't been able to get a lot of his stuff. What are your thoughts if you have any? I wasn't really prepared for that. Okay, um, that's fine. We don't. I mean, I I like. We can get more into this next. I week, do like, like I what I've seen. Though. I've only seen a couple okay. like two minute highlight clips. That's um, a guy I want to throw out. I want to have you look at him. Yeah, because he's like my Thunder pick eighteen guy. Okay, have you watched any Kai Jones? I just want to. I have this. not. Okay, when you watch him, when just do highlights of him. Don't watch a full game or anything. Tell me what you think after you watch Kai Jones. Okay. Because I'm just going to tell you right now, whoever picks Kai Jones that night, the fans are going to be like, holy shit, we just got the best player in the draft. 
His highlights are ridiculous, but his skill is so bad. Like, <laughs> and of course, he's projected to go to the Knicks. Yeah, like, like whoever gets him is going to be like, Jesus Christ, he's, he's the best player. His dunks are insane. They're insane. It's yeah. it's it's monstrous. All right, how many trades you got for me? I have uh, two. Okay. Or actually, I have three, but one of them's kind of weird. All right. So, the first one I have is, why is Oklahoma City sitting at six? It's not to Detroit. It's to Houston at two. Why is Oklahoma City not throwing six, a pick next year, two Houston picks back, or whatever the Houston picks that they have, trade them back to them for two in this draft? Why not? Yeah, I mean, why not? Why, like, I don't what you want me to tell Houston you? <laughs> would say yes to that. You know they would. They I want mean, their picks back. I think I would take Mobley with that pick. You see, you would take Mobley, though. I would. And that's what I'm – I think Mobley would be perfect for them because you can play him next to Poku. Yeah. And he would fit so well with SGA in the pick and roll. I, I'm i glad you agree with me on that there. Yeah, I would take Mobley at, at the two okay. with, with that pick. Good. All right, here's my other one. Okay. This is for a player currently in the league, too. This isn't just a draft pick trade. Okay. Seven, 14, Wiggins, and Wiseman for Lillard. Who says no? Seven, 14, Wiggins, and Wiseman for Lillard. For Lillard. I don't think either team says no. So would you say no if you're one of those teams? As the Trailblazers, I'm skeptical. Why? I don't know if 7 and 14 would really pan out to be something but, that would help us in the long But you've got run. Wiseman. Wiseman's yes. really the piece. Because I still think we all believe Wiseman is good. Like, there's something so there. So you're probably shopping Nurkic also. Yeah, oh, yeah. You're, you're shopping Nurkic. You're shopping McCollum. Like, you're going full re... If you're trading yeah. Dame, you're trading then, everybody. Yeah, I would do that. You would do that. Because then okay. you have a second-year guy. You have two first-year guys coming. Yep. And then Wiggins. Yeah. Which Wiggins is what it is. Yeah. But he's at least good enough where you're getting something else back, too. You might be able to flip him. Then, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, if I'm the Warriors, I'm definitely Oh, Warriors. That. I think the Warriors should be trying to get that deal done. Then, yeah, I would do it as the Trailblazers. It'd be a little heartbreaking to do, a little bit, because you're finally accepting that you need to rebuild. But, yeah, yeah, I would, I would do it with a little bit of a hesitation. All right, I have one last one. It's really easy and quick. Five and eight from Orlando to go up to three with Cleveland. Why is Cleveland picking at three when they should be better off picking at five and eight when they can get two role guys, two role playing guys, and Orlando really just needs one guy. They do not need to bring in two rookies here. They have, I mean, Jesus, you got Fultz, you got Cole Anthony, you've got R.J. Hampton, you have uh, Isaac, uh, Isaac, what's his name? Jonathan Isaac. Jonathan Isaac, yeah. You have him. Um, I mean, yeah, I, you have Mo Bamba, who's terrible, but you yeah, know he is what it's he is. It's easy to say why aren't you doing that? Yeah, I mean, they should be trying to get up to three or two. Yeah, or Orlando should try be trying to trade five and eight to yeah. get up. They have the picks for it. I agree. All right, guys. NFL stuff. Finally, football season is here. But before we get into that, we're gonna take a quick three break. days away. Okay, quick break, and we're back. We are now going to go into our AFC rankings, kind of power rankings, whatever. What I, I'm and doing power rankings, current where they are right now. 
Okay, I'm doing opinion. predictions. Okay. So we have another week where we are not. We weren't on the same page with our texts. What, but it's I mean, that's right. fine because I feel like They're gonna predictions be right now way. are pretty similar yeah. to where these guys are going to finish. Yeah. We are also going to do the over under on win totals here. Yes, Vegas odds. So what what Vegas book do you have pulled up? Is it FanDuel Sportsbook, Vegas, the actual Vegas book, Caesars? Do you know what it is? Um, I don't. I didn't All really right. read into it. That's fine. Let's just start right at the bottom because. You know, started from the bottom. Now we here. Uh, Houston. I have at sixteen the Houston Texans. If you disagree with me, you're dumb. I have Houston Texans. At All right. What is their over under? It's got to be like four, five, five. Is it five or five and a half? Five. So I can push with a five. I'm shooting for the under. I am <laughs> I'm. I'm strongly under. taking under. I'm thinking like two wins. And it's negative thirty under. So you'd have to bet hundred thirty dollars <laughs> to make a hundred bucks. So like. Everyone's wow. on the same page here. Um, that just seems like a really big waste of money on that bet. Yeah. All right. So we had Houston at 16. The Jets are my 15th team. The Jets. I have the Jets. I have the Raiders. Okay, well, I have the Raiders at 14, so <laughs> okay. we're on the same page pretty much. All right. Um, um, the Raiders are at 8. 8. Oh. And I'm taking the under. <laughs> I'm going to take I'm the under, too. Shoot yeah. in the under. Yeah, taking the under. The Jets are a six. And I probably wouldn't bet on that one. I I think I would. Honestly, that might be a push. I might bet the under just because those I, are I the, might take the those six. Those are plus 110. Yeah. But yeah, I, I might take the six there. Yeah. Like, there's a chance they get to six. Yeah. You know? I I had They're going to win one stupid division yes. game. You know that. They're going to beat Miami. Yes. You know, th- that'll happen. Uh, 14, I have the Broncos. Okay. All right. So 14 was the Raiders for me. So yep. we already did that. The Broncos are at seven and a half. Seven and a half? Yes. Man, I don't want to take the under there because I feel like they have enough to get to eight. Oh, man. It's I tough. think they're going to have four division losses easy. Yeah, and then they might split with the Raiders. They're going to play New England. They're going to play the Ravens or the Browns. I don't know what AFC division they play. I think they play the North. Oh, well, that's... Uh, no, I'm going to take the under if it's the North. If they're playing the North, I'm taking the under. Um, Yeah, um. Yes, because the Steelers. I know the Steelers yeah, play the, the Steelers. Chargers and the Chiefs. Okay, so then they play the North. So yeah, I'm taking the under. That I can think eight losses right away. Yeah, like they they beat the brakes off New England last year. There's no way Bill Belichick's going to lose a game to Denver again. That's yes. not going to happen. So um, your thirteen. My thirteen is the Jags. My thirteen is the Jets. Okay, so we did the Jet. Well, and, yeah, we did and, the Jets. And already. my twelve is the Jaguars. Okay, all right. So we're we're. And my 12 is the Broncos. Okay. So so give us the Jags. The Jags and the Jets are both at six. They're both at six? Yes. I'm going to take the over on the Jags. I think there's a really good chance they get to seven or eight wins. If Trevor's as advertised. I would also probably take the over only because you play the Houston Texans two times a year. You're going to play the Houston Texans. You're going to play the Titans, which you're probably good enough to beat the Titans once. Yeah. Even though the I Titans, think the Titans are good. The Titans are scary. The Colts are too. And I will the, tell you why I'm scared of them way later on. Okay. Um the bottom 
I think I got to yeah, I got to twelve from twelve to sixteen. Was, was very honestly easy. It, it was it was weird though because I'm like, okay, Broncos, Jags, who do I think is gonna be better at the start of the season? And I'm like, well, Jesus Christ. I mean, the quarterback situation for the Broncos sucks, but the rest of the team is good. And, and hey, the Broncos don't have Aaron Rodgers yet. Yeah, so right. They have, te- they have Teddy Two Gloves. If you're listening in a month and Aaron Rodgers is on the Broncos, do not take anything we've said. Yeah, we've we forgot seriously. to say that Aaron Rodgers has yet to been to be yeah. traded. Aaron Rodgers is playing golf. Yeah, he is playing golf. He's playing good he's golf doing. too. He's carrying PGA PGA guys. Yeah. To and win. then and then I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, Raiders at 14. Or Raiders at sixteen, because how much do I hate the Raiders roster? I, it's bad when I actually hate the Raiders roster more than the Texans. Can you name the best player on the Raiders O line? The best player on the Raiders O line. Ah, uh, the kid they drafted. I'm gonna guess. <laughs> Still Richie Incognito. Oh, it's Richie Incognito. Oh, okay. All right. They took a kid in like the ageless. second or the third round. He's ageless. <laughs> Doesn't does not age. Listen, when you're a bully like you just you keep on playing to be honest like i i honestly like the texans roster better than the raiders but the texans are such a tire fire that there was no way i could possibly have them any higher than dead last yeah so 11 11 bangles thank you the (laughs) bangles all right i feel like the next 10 teams are all going to be in the same order uh, except for maybe our top three six and a half Six and a half? And there's not a single plus. <sighs> it's minus 105 for the over, minus 115 for the under. Wow. See, that's that's a good one. This is this is a trap one because you got to remember their division. Mm-hmm. And there's a good chance they go like 0-6 in the division. I had them going 0-6 when I did that I don't earlier. think they're going to go 0-6 because I actually think they're going to split with the Steelers and they're going to split with the Ravens. I do. I think that's going to happen. Hurts. Hurts Don't to tell me that the Bengals can't beat the Steelers. No, I understand. They can. Hey, we have Melvin Ingram now. Oh, yeah, Melvin Ingram. Guess what? He changed nothing for these rankings for me. Um, I'm going to take the under just because – This well, is Burrow's, one that I wouldn't bet on. I wouldn't bet it. I, I would stay away from this, but Burrow's coming off an ACL. You have a lot of youth on this team. Sometimes youth doesn't do incredibly well. You do like to have some vets, and they're kind of short on those. Yep. Uh, I would take the under. Ten. Pittsburgh Miami Dolphins. Steelers. Okay. I have the Steelers at nine, just for the record. I have the Dolphins at seven. Wait a minute. You have the Patriots ranked ahead of the Steelers? I have the Patriots at nine. No, no, don't. Okay, you have the Patriots at nine. So you had the Patriots one ahead of the Steelers. I have them having the same record. So our 9, 10, 11 are the same three teams, because yep. I have Patriots at nine also. No, no, oh, no, not. I'm sorry. No, I have Patriots at eight. Okay. And we're on we ten, are on 10, right? Yeah, so our eight, nine, ten are the same. Yes. I have the Steelers and the Patriots having the same record at the end of the year. Which is? Eight and nine, nine and eight, somewhere in See, that area. See, you lose me on that. How could, I don't understand how New England can have an easier schedule this year, a better roster, and win basically fewer games. Well, you're going to lose both games to the Bills. You're gonna lose. We both. lost both games to the Bills last You're year. You're gonna lose both games to the Dolphins. Why are we losing both to the Dolphins? I have you losing both games to the Dolphins. Like that doesn't make any sense okay. to me. That's our fine. roster's better. That's fine. Is our roster better or not than than last year? I mean, yeah. Like by a lot. Eh. Eh? We, do you, can you name our starting tight end from last year? 
I can't name if it. I thought about Who it. Who is it? Um, fuck. I could name it if I okay, sat here exactly. and thought about it. Okay, exactly. You can't. You have to think about it. It was Matt Lacoste. Okay? Oh, I wasn't going to get that. He had one catch. No. One catch. Who's a different guy? Who's your second He was guy? hurt. Who's this? What's his name? Didn't have a second guy. What's, it, what's the guy's name? Devin Asiasi missed That's the whole season. There we go. He I played in one game. One. He had two catches all year. Okay, fine. I, I, don't, I don't understand how you can have the same. You can basically have the same record this year. That doesn't make any sense to me. But anyways, right. give me the Dolphins. Okay. Over under. What is it? The Dolphins, nine. I'm taking the under. That's too many. And the Steelers is also nine. I'm taking the under. I would also take the under. On both? Yeah. I, I Yeah, I easily I would take the under <sighs> on both. Dolphins is probably one I'm going to avoid. I wouldn't. I would, I, I would go. Because I could see the Dolphins winning 10 games. I would but go I could also under. see the Dolphins losing seven games. Or, or I could see the Dolphins winning 10 games and winning seven they, games. Finishing second in the division is what's going to hurt them. They're yeah. going to play a tough schedule now. They're going to play uh, Baltimore. Okay, so you have the Dolphins finishing second in the division? I have them finishing third. Oh. I have New England finishing second in that division. Oh, I have the Dolphins finishing second. Because I have New England ranked higher than them. So. Gotcha, gotcha, End gotcha, of the year. Gotcha. I got New England at least second, maybe first. We'll see how that goes. Get out of here. Bill's on another choke job, baby. It's not I a mean, Super don't Bowl. act like you wouldn't want to see that. This isn't a Super Bowl. <laughs> I would rather see the Bills get to the Super Bowl and choke another one away than... I much rather watch the Bills <laughs> go four and twelve this year. <laughs> Nothing would make me happier. Or four and thirteen. Um, all right, Steelers over under. You said was nine. I took Patriots the under. Patriots is also nine. The Patriots is the one I would take the over on. I think I've I've said it f- since free agency. I think they have ten to eleven wins. It's tough because this this range is where I get like I'm probably never gonna bet. I, I don't bet on these anyway, but if I'm a better, I'm probably never going to touch any of these next four or f- right. maybe the next ten. Right. Um, Your nine was? I had Pittsburgh at nine. Okay. I had New England at eight. Okay, my eight is the Colts. Wait, why are we screwed up here? My nine was the Patriots. We, we did we did ten. Yes. Okay, I said, I said Dolphins. Yes, you said Steelers. I said Steelers. Your nine was who? The Patriots. Okay, my nine was the Steelers. You said your eight was the Dolphins. No, I said my seven was oh, the Dolphins. Oh, your seven was the Dolphins? Yes. Okay, so you're... All right, so we already did my eight. My eight was New England. So your your eight is the Colts? Yes. All right. It's it's tough. It's tough for me because I do like the Colts, but their running back situation still hasn't been fixed. They still have three running backs, and... <laughs> you know I'm no, 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 wait a minute. Jonathan Taylor. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can't, be, you can't be down on a team because they have three running no, backs. This I isn't fantasy it. football. I'm okay. to it. I mean, yeah, but having three running backs last year didn't help them. It, it hurt them more than anything. You have Carson Wentz now. Well, you <laughs> You're will, just frustrated because you, you had that situation. <laughs> you, have, you have no idea how Carson Wentz is going to do in this new offense. Probably also, terrible. who is Carson Wentz throwing the ball to? Michael Pittman? Who else? Oh, he's pretty good. Who else? Um, His running backs, T.Y. Hilton, the other team, <laughs> the other team, most likely. Like I would bet you a million dollars, he's gonna throw it to the other team. Like, okay, he so, might hand it to the other team. To be honest, so it's tough because Colts like, fans, good luck this I year. I like the Colts. I, I like the I like the team that they have. Like, and I like Jonathan Taylor. I like Marlon Mack. I like Carson Wentz on the Colts with Frank Reich. I thought Marlon Mack was a free agent. Mm, pretty sure he's back. Oh, okay. And oh. I, like I like Michael Pittman, but T.Y. Hilton. I don't like T.Y. I don't like T.Y. Houston. 
T.Y. I like, Houston. I like T.Y. Houston two times a year. Um, That's it. What's their tight? Who's their tight end there? Uh, Baby hands. Yeah, he always Fucking gets hurt too. Nuts. Yeah, and I always end up having him, <laughs> having him in fantasy football for a week. Jack Doyle. Yeah, Jack Doyle. Yeah, the most just awful fantasy player you could possibly have. You never know when he's gonna play. Ten wins. Minus oh, ten over. Man. Minus 10? ten under. That's so high. That's yeah, such a taking the under. that's such a you know they're gonna win eleven wins, but I <sighs> I fucking dare you to bet that. Like, no way. <laughs> no way I'm taking the un I'm not even betting on that. No oh way. my god. No way. Get real. Ten w- yeah, get real. <laughs> All right. So your eight was the Dolphins. No, my eight was the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, my seven right. is the Colts. Okay. Who is your seven? Dolphins. <laughs> so we've okay, talked so about we're good. all of these teams we're good. so far. Six. Chargers. Ravens. Okay. Okay. Ravens are my five. Okay. So give me give me Chargers over. Actually, let's save the Chargers for when we get to the Chargers for me. Okay. So, we'll so give me the, the Raiders. Ravens. Or the Ravens. I'm sorry. Not the Raiders. Raiders suck. Eleven. Oh, my God. That's the same as the Colts. Like, who's betting that? Are they just banking on stupid people to bet the under? Because they kn- that 11 is way too high for that. That that should be at nine and a half because it just I should think be. I 11 is good. Because think about You it, would they, take the 11? They could beat the Browns two times this year. I've also got to remember that there's gonna one more the game Steelers. this year, too. They're probably going to sweep the Bengals. That's I don't think they're going to sweep the Steelers. They're not going to sweep the Steelers. They're just not. That's never going to be. Like, those teams, one of those teams could go 2-14 and 14 in one season, and one of the wins would be against the other one. Yes. And then you have a hard schedule. I mean, you have a hard schedule, but you're also projected to win your division by a lot of people. Not by me, but by a lot of people. Nobody's picking the Ravens to win that division, unless except Ravens fans. Yeah. Look, oh, man, 11. I also have to remember that there is more games. There's one more game this year. So 11 is really 10. Are they good enough to win 11 games? Like, are they dynamic is enough Lamar on offense to win Jackson 11 games? Good enough to win 11 no, no, games. not even Lamar. He's not the one I'm worried about. It's the receiving wep- the receiving options. Is there anybody on the Ravens that you would actually want as a wide receiver for you? Mark Andrews. No, I'm talking wide receivers. Mark Andrews. Okay, Mark Andrews. Yeah, great. Like, I, listen, we get on Lamar because he can't throw. Who's getting open for him? The kid they took in the first round? Like, I, I'm going to take the over. Screw it. I'll, actually, no, I'm going to take the 11. I'm going to take the 11. I think they're penciled in at 11 wins. You're going to take the 11. I'm going to take the 11. I think 11 wins is probably the right number. Because over doesn't make any sense to me. I don't see how they get to 12. But I also don't see how it's 10. So these are the, the really fast receivers that Lamar Jackson has run. Yeah, Willie Sneed. Marquise Brown. Yeah, Hollywood Brown, who, who can only show run up deep. until week 10. Right, and can only run in a straight line. Wait, are you talking about Sammy Watkins, who is their number two option? Sammy Watkins is probably going to be hurt first week of preseason. And then Rashad Bateman. They have three yeah, Rashad of Bateman. almost the exact receivers. Like, I like Rashad Bateman. I was pretty excited about him coming out of the draft. But, like, rookie-wide receivers generally aren't, like, studs. They're good. I don't think he's going to be a freaking stud in a passing attack that's pretty bad. You're looking at another run-heavy team. And, well, and yeah. short dink and dunk with Mark Andrews. Like, if you can shut down J.K. Dobbins and Lamar Jackson, you'll be all right. And, I mean, a lot of teams are figuring out how to do that now. So... 
I mean, maybe maybe bet the under if you got some balls on you, but I I don't. So all right, so we're saving the Chargers. Yeah, your you said your five was my five is the Tennessee Titan bags. Okay, they are at nine and a half, so they are at less games oh, than man. the Colts. I'm gonna take the over. I'm also that's taking that's the an over. easy over for me. Derrick Henry's going to get you to 11 wins. He just is. And as much as I really don't like the team that much, and I'm, you know how I am about Derrick Henry. Love Derrick Henry. But the team itself, I don't love. But I also think they're good enough to win 11 or 12 games, and that's going to, you know, they're going to do that. Their division sucks. It's terrible. The thing that, the thing that's going to hurt them is losing Arthur Smith. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Last year, who is now the coach of the Raiders. You know what? Whoever took his job, here's here's my advice to you. Todd Downing. Yeah, here's my advice to Todd Downing. Hand the ball off to 22 and throw it to your receivers. Don't throw it to anybody else. Don't don't dump it off. Don't throw it to your tight ends. Throw it to your wide receivers, the two really good ones that you have. Don't do anything else. Don't, Don't try to run gadget plays. Goal line, when you're on the three-yard line and in, hand it to 22. Don't don't run bootlegs. Don't run wildcat. Well, wildcat, I guess, works if you got Derrick Henry. Because, again, give it to number 22. Don't do anything else, okay? Don't screw this up. So, four? Four. I have the Tennessee Titans. I have the Cleveland Browns. Really? Okay. I have the Cleveland Browns. So, yeah. Just hey, just let's do Cleveland. Don't don't think ahead. Okay. Don't jump ahead. The Browns are at ten. Over. And it they we've Over. done this. I'm telling you right now, they don't make an AFC title game. Shout Baker out to the guy Mayfield at the bar that agreed with us. By the way, Josh. I wasn't in. Oh, that conversation. I talked to him about it. We were okay. talking about the Browns roster, and he said, and I explained to him what you and I have talked about, how it's Baker's time to shine. And he said. Thought about it for a second. He said, yeah, I 100% agree when you put it that way. Like, if they don't make the AFC title game, and you weren't on this opinion right away, and you kind of you agreed with me after I had to really, really force it on you. If they don't make the AFC title game, Baker's got to be gone. There's, There's no excuse for them not to be in the AFC title game. Unless you play Patrick Mahomes in the second round. Like, you better be playing him before. Wherever Patrick Mahomes is, that's the only guy you can lose to in the in the playoffs. Except maybe Tom Brady if you make the Super Bowl. In which case, you probably had to beat Mahomes, in which case you had a successful season. Yeah. You yeah. must you must only lose to Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. That is the only acceptable loss. Not, or in the Super Bowl. Not Josh Allen in the Bills? No. Josh Allen is not an acceptable loss. Your roster is better than his roster. Okay. As good as what the if, Bills what roster if Baker is, Baker throws for like five fifty and they still lose. No, because you should have been running the football. But if you're throwing for five fifty against the Bills, that means you're in a shootout, and that means that you're allowing Josh Allen to have the ball too many times. You need to slow the. You need to keep the Bills under thirty. If you're throwing for five hundred yards, it means the Bills have fifty. Okay, or you did what Ben Roethlisberger did last year and blow it for your team in the first half, and then you end up with five hundred and sixty yards somehow. Good. Three. I have the Chargers. Okay, I was going to (laughs) say, I have the Cleveland Browns. Okay, so let's do the Chargers. So, 
I like the Chargers. I think the Chargers are going to have a better record than the Ravens and the Titans, but I can't have two people in the same division in the top four when I'm making rankings, so they just fell to six. Okay. I mean, realistically, they should be five if they have a better record than the Ravens, but I, I fucked I honestly think I honestly think you could see, like, two 13-win teams in the same division this year. Yeah. I, I could see the Chargers and the Chiefs winning And a lot of games. people are skeptical about that offensive line because it's two new starters, three new starters, one of which being a rookie. And I'm fine with that. I think it's Brandon Staley, right? He's the new head coach there. Yes. Or Kevin Staley. Yeah. I think it's Brandon Staley. I, I think he's going to be just fine. He's a he's a Sean McVay guy. All the McVay guys have been good. Like, they've all been good. And I love me some Justin Herbert. I love the weapons. Herbie. I love the offense. I think the defense is going to be really good. I really remember I said they had one of the three best drafts of, out of all the teams. Yeah. They addressed offensive line and corner. Two biggest holes. And, I mean, just look at this offensive line. Rashawn Slater, rookie. Matt Filer, got him from the Steelers, very good. Corey Lindsley, top five center in the league probably. Easy. Ode Abushi, don't know who he is, but if he's your worst guy at the right guard. Isn't he from the Raiders? Don't know. And then Brian Bulaga at your right tackle. Brian Bulaga and Corey Lindsley is ridiculous. Oh my god! Yeah, it's ridiculous. And you're gonna you're gonna complain. Oh, three of those guys are new. Eat a doesn't dick. matter. They're gonna figure it out. Eat they one. just are. Because if you don't think that the, if this team does bad, this is just the Chargers being I, terrible like they always are. I'm not gonna hold the Chargers to the same. I have the Browns no. lower than them, but the Browns have made the playoffs. They have expectations. Yes. And I the agree. Chargers don't. But I think the Chargers should have a better ra- will have a better record at the end of the year. The thing that's going to hurt the Chargers, and it always hurts the Chargers, is they have two wide receivers. They also play seventeen road games. Yes, they they don't play home games at all. Like you have Austin Eckler, who was pretty injury prone last year. You have Keenan Allen, who always is one big hit away from being yeah. nicked up. Mike Williams, he's going to put his body on the line, but you know every year, every week, he's questionable. Jalen Guyton. I like Guyton. He, I'm excited fa- about him. He's one, he, if he's your wide receiver three, fine. But he needs to step up as a wide receiver three. Got Jared Cook at the tight end now. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't love it. But Jared Cook's always going to make one play to kill you at some yes. point in the season. He is. Listen, Herbert's going to have offensive to, line. Herbert's going to have to overcome a lot. They're going to have to run the football. Also, why isn't Todd Gurley signed with like the Chargers? Wouldn't Gurley yeah, be a Todd good fit Gurley for them? signed for the Ravens. No, I'm sorry. All right, I, I did, that was not reported. I screwed up earlier. I jumped the gun on something. He had a meeting with the Ravens. I did find that out. Okay. So you can't hold everything against me. So I think our I could sit here and talk same. about the Chargers all day. Honestly, oh, I I really like this team. Yeah, I like Herbert. I hope he never shaves his head in his face again because the flow Jesus. needs to stay and he doesn't need to look like a 12 year old boy. But the offensive line, Did, I love. Didn't he look like that goofy kid, like in middle school? That, yes. You know, he just you know he spends way too much time like playing RuneScape or whatever. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Is that over under on how many RuneScape references you thought you were going to hear tonight? Point <laughs> five. Zero was <laughs> the number I would have said. Two. Two. <laughs> I have. The Buffalo Bills have at two. the Kansas City wow. Chiefs at two. Whoa. 
Whoa, put that on the board. And this says a lot because I fucking hate the Bills. I hate them so much. But, I mean, did the, we, wait, did we get a win total for the Chargers? We didn't do a... Yeah, we said nine. Oh, okay, I took the over. Okay. Yeah, I also you took, the, took over. the over. Okay. The Chiefs are at 12 and the Bills are at 10 and a half. I'm probably going to shoot for the under on the Chiefs. Maybe not even 12? Oh, well, I'm they taking have an the easy over. schedule. They, yeah, they yeah, have, they have an easy schedule. I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over. The I, th- Bills, I got them at like 15 The wins. Bills at 10.5, I'm going to take the over as well. Ten, oh, 10.5. Okay, well, wait a minute. Yeah, the Bills have a tough schedule because they get the NFC South. They get the AFC North this year? Nope. Nope. No, because the Patriots and Steelers don't play. I think they have South. Both. They have the South. Oh, man. Oh yeah, because they I know they, they play, play the, the Titans. I know they play the Titans yeah, too. Yeah, they play so. the Titans. Yeah. I, I'm ten take, and a half. Yeah, I'm taking the over. Boy. Yeah, I'm gonna take the over because it it makes sense. Don't be shocked if they're at nine wins when the season ends. Yeah, I I, I will not be shocked. Teams teams sometimes don't repeat as as you know division winners. It just happens. <laughs> and ay that schedule is going to be rough. Yeah, I'm excited for the NFC next week. I think you and I might disagree a lot more. Oh, than NFC, NFC is w- is weird. NFC, I mean, just the NFC West alone is weird. Yeah, and there's an NFC West team that I know you love their quarterback that I am not very high on. I never said I was high on the team. I just love their quarterback. Okay. I'm just saying. Um, Listen, there's another quarterback in the NFC West that everybody thinks is going to have a walk in the park division win, and I'm telling you right now, he's not. I mean, I think they're going to win that division. Coming up but. next week, which one of those three quarterbacks <laughs> am I talking about? Okay. Um, again, guys, we don't have a ranking because we've been pretty busy with Garrett and Tamara's wedding that was on Saturday. Um, I actually don't have a random question. So if you do, I think you mentioned it last week, you might. If not, we can save it all for next week. I got nothing. Nothing? All right. We will see you guys next week with our NFC rankings and basketball stuff. See you later, guys.